Don't listen. Look at what you'd be missing. That's right. You're still the one. Guys, we have returned to you. Like I said, we took a little time. We just got back from a marriage retreat. Yay. So we have new perspectives. New (laughs) (laughs) perspectives. Well, I will say this. With all, I think there were 16 couples, which is pretty good. But we were the second longest married. Thank you. (laughs) You can send all... All of your gifts, too. <laughs> Proud of that. Okay, so we're going to... We accept t- money. <laughs> we are back. We accept money. On our... T- oh, welcome to the f Up Life. Yes, guys. Welcome to our f Up Life. F-T-U-P Life.com. Check us out. Stands for Faith, Family, Fitness. All in a fixer-upper. Fixer-upper. And I guess it could so be financials and... Financials. Uh, um, flight. 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 Like travel. Oh. Flights. Um, Gotta stay with the F theme, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. I was going to say fish, but we're not having that for dinner. No. (laughs) Yeah. Salad. Salad. The greens. Okay. Guys, yeah. So we are, I will tell you this. So uh, we're coming back at you in our The Five Love Languages. Yes. It's a book by. A book by Dr. Gary Chapman. We recommend that you read it with your spouse, not alone, ladies. Together. That'd be great. So, guys, we are in Chapter 9. So, our last podcast, if you're paying attention, which we hope you are, listen in. We were going over physical touch. And you know what's interesting is, just to recap, because it was the last love language, it wasn't a lot of sex. And oh. and I was I was really disappointed because I feel like there's a lot of sex lacking in marriage. Agreed. And so, yeah. it was really disheartening getting into that, but... Yeah, I think Dr. Chapman did a great job uh, at leading uh, us into the next the agreed. next segment. Yeah, That's what think, we get to talk about today. Yes. So guys, just to kind of review real quickly, right? You had the five love languages. That is words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So now we have covered those. So hopefully you tuned into those podcasts. I hope so. Give us a little feedback. And so now we are rolling into the how to discover what your primary love language is. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to discuss this, so, this chapter. Yeah. So we'll kind of jump this into that. chapter, does it even say what number? Chapter? It is. Yeah. So we are on chapter nine. Chapter nine. We're going to go over chapter nine and 10 today. Yeah. So this, and just to tell you guys, I'll try to always prelude, you know, try to give you a little bit of kind of advance here. I really enjoyed this chapter. This may be my favorite one. Yeah, these next two were were my yeah. was my favorite so far. So I think so. Yeah. Here's what. So I, discovering your love language. Yes. The first thing done. that it comes up, which was what was so disheartening to me, is that sex and physical touch are not the not same. Not the same thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that here in a second. But again, I thought it was kind of interesting how he literally. I I just love the way Dr. Chapman opens up these opens up every chapter because I think he hits it right on the head. So in this particular chapter, he's talking to a guy, Bob, and Mr. Bob is just all about sex. Yeah. Like sex, the more sex, the better. Well, he says he thinks he has two love languages. Yeah, like sex and words words of of affirmation. affirmation, But but he's not sure which one is his number one because he loves him some sex. (laughs) I mean that that's pretty like he's like I mean I just love, love the sex. sex. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it was I I actually you know I I underlined some stuff here and I was like, you know, reassuring and all that stuff, but I thought it was just interesting how Dr. Chapman comes back at him and he's like, 
Outside of sex. Outside of sex, do you enjoy your wife running her hands through your hair and giving you a back rub? Yeah, do you enjoy massage? being touched? Correct. And what, what was his answer? Yeah, those things are okay. I just really like sex. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, bro. Um, really like, just rather just have some sex. Right? Let's just get naked. So. And then it was like, okay, so let's talk about words of affirmation. He's like, I love. what do you like about that? Well, I love it when she tells me I do a great job. And I love it when she tells me that I look nice. I yes. love it when she tells me that I did this really well. I love it. And so yep. he puts it into perspective. So let's say you had all the sex you wanted, but she was critical and negative yes. all the time. He was like, yeah. well. His tune completely changed. changed. In fact, it got a little... I didn't even like his answer. I did not either. I was like, you little scumbag. <laughs> I'm just saying. I did. I thought he was a total scumbag in this because he was like, well, yeah, because when she's like overly critical to me, it makes me want to look at other women sexually. Yes. But But when, you know, she is, you know, has kind words to say to me and says, you know, these, these really nice things, it makes me look at her very sexually. Yes. I actually I highlighted that and the word that he used, which I think is very typical in men, and I'm going to use that in a very general context, is the word withdrawal. So he was like, Look, if we are not sexually active, then I tend to withdraw. But his withdrawal, like Sydney said, leads him into looking and kind of lusting after other women. Yeah. Okay. No. Scum bag. Come Agreed. Back. Like, dude, come on, bro. Like, there has to be. What was when she was critical? It wasn't when she withheld sex because she didn't do that. It was when she no, was critical. I thought when she was withholding sex from him. No, it was when she was critical. Oh, so she's being critical and withholding sex. No, it just it <laughs> made him. Yeah, she wasn't holding <laughs> sex at all with him. It's just if she was critical, it, it made him look at other women. Oh, See you're that? A, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Because it quotes, it says, when she has been cutting and critical of me verbally, then I tend to withdraw from her sexually and fantasize about other, other women. women. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've got wow, bro. <laughs> yeah. So here's my thing. Um, so you have a sexual need, right? But that doesn't, I mean, that's just a need. And he does go into that. But you have an emotional love that, that you need to fulfill. And they're they're just different. They're they're just different. Sexual needs oh. is not physical touch. That's agreed. And now let me jump in here. So like, and I think and Cindy and I've talked about this while reading this book together. So I have I used to really, and I think you would agree. I think I used to really kind of hone in on, hey, uh, I'm the physical touch guy. Like, uh, you know. Like the put your hands down my pants type thing. <laughs> Which we talked about. Which we touch talked my about, penis. yeah. Like, you know, touch me, I'll touch you, and we'll <laughs> just go from there and whatever. I really don't think that's my love language. It's not your love language, and I, I told you that. So. Like, yeah. th- like you are a little, like, we are physical with each other. We do touch outside of, yeah. of sex. But I, I yeah. think until, I don't really think Chris believed that there's a physical need for men to have a sexual release. I think so, and this, and I will. And there and is will, nothing wrong with yeah, that. That goes back I mean, to how the Lord intended to be fruitful and multiply. Agreed. Like if you didn't have that need to release, release, yeah. um, ejaculate some sperm, um, yes. then then there wouldn't be babies. And I guess I guess there is somewhat of an ignorance, and I will, you know, I will openly be vulnerable with that. That I guess in men there is this buildup there where a release is needed. Yeah, and in a marriage. If that goes unreleased, 
Is that yeah. the proper way to yeah. put that? If that goes unreleased? It does or affect a man. Emo- it, like uh, It does. It does affect him physically, emotionally, yep. all that Agree. But that Agree. doesn't necessarily mean that's physical touch. So I Correct. thought it was interesting because, see, females, because it talked a lot about that, there is a physical need to have sex for a man. Like, it is yes. it is physical, but that is it's like not an intrinsic, a love. It's yeah. like an intrinsic. Built in. Built in. Built into the what makes a man a man. And so females, yeah, right, there's, sure. there's, there's not a physical buildup to That's have right. intercourse at all. Now, there is, an, uh, I mean, and this was not in the book, but we can talk about that because there is an emotional buildup of desire, which is an emotion. And that comes from, like, Chris and I, when we were dating and we were writing letters, and sometimes those letters were a little... You know, well, sexual in contact. So, so it wasn't no. that I had a release. It was an emotional need to be, to have physical touch with him to, to solidify the with, relationship. And I think with women, I think with you, with women, I think there is, I think the word may be like some sort of stimulation. Well, like you have to stimulate that emotional. You it's have to stimulate always that, emotional. It is like not it, physical. That has to be stimulated. That has to be like. Uh, pursued or whatever the case where a man not necessarily it's like more intrinsic so yeah yeah, yeah for some reason I just I never I, yeah it was just hard for me to put that together well you know like, with men there is a buildup but what's funny is like I do have single friends females and if they have been you know um touchy-feely verbally um you know interesting. It, you know just you know it, it any type of sexual into window, long-term talk, then they're, they can feel like they have a buildup, but it comes from desire emotionally. Yes. Agree. It's not like we have a, a physical release, but like I mean, phys- I, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So then he gets into how, like, if you have trouble, right, if you have trouble discovering your love language, and he kind of gives you some aspects to well, look at minute. to try here's, to discover that. Here's another quote I really liked. Yeah. Sexual intercourse does not fill a need to feel loved. Oh, I got that underlined. That is yeah. such a big deal because a lot of times, like, that's what happens yeah. in one-night stands. That's what happens with hookups. That's the that's the booty call error, I guess. Yes. That that And we, you know, it. we think that that's... That's the culture we live in. That's the culture we live Come in. On. We think yeah. that sexual intercourse is going to fill the need to feel loved. And it actually doesn't at all. at all. That's an animal instinct that comes. It's an em- love is an emotional connection, and yes. that's really what this book teaches. I, I mean, yes, and there's yes, abs- and that comes within the confines of a covenant marriage. I mean, I truly believe yes. that. So that intimate, and you know, even I'll just count those in there, then we'll move on. But like, like I was saying with this, kind of with this concept of, uh, like this intimate, like intimacy. And sex, like we've kind of talked about, like we've alluded to previously, there is this intimate, like non-sexual intimacy within the confines of a marriage. I really believe that. They may lead to sex, of course. Yeah. But there's still like an emotional intimacy. Yes. For sure. So now he does kind of get into, if you don't know your love language, here's, he kind of gives you these three little approaches, which I actually kind of liked. The, uh, these three approaches to help you discover your love language, right? So number one, right, was what does your spouse do or fail to do that hurts you? Like what's your spouse do or what do they fail to do, you know, that hurts you that would help you discover what your love language is? Like if your spouse is critical. Number two. Right, and it hurts you, then yeah. words of affirmation may be your love language, right? Approach number two. 
Number two was, what have you most often requested of your spouse? Yep. Like, what would you like your spouse to do for you? And number three. Number three is, in what way do you regularly express love to your spouse? So how do you show your spouse love sometimes may be your love language? So here's a question that it tells you to ask, and I'm actually going to ask it, right? It's a hard question. Sure. I'm going to ask Chris, and Chris can ask me. Yep. What would be an ideal spouse for you? See, I read this again when Chris wasn't home. And it was so, there was very few things. It was, it was very, very sweet. It actually made me call him and I missed him. And, um, because there's very few things. Chris is the ideal spouse besides the random gift giving and, and taking the time to plan something with me. Of course. Yeah, that's of course. And that's, it's funny you say that because we roll that in the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, right. we do. But, we but in, uh, I, I'm just it's, it's having but, you ask. So now it's your turn. What would make me the ideal spouse? The, Id- the ideal spouse. Yes. Uh, so I think for you, uh, I think all. I mean, you know, and I'm not. I'm not gonna get all mushy here. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so, but I think, I think a lot of boxes have been checked, right? Yeah. Truthfully, but yeah. I think for you, uh, in our relationship. I think to be like the ideal would be more words of affirmation. Yeah. You know, to be more, um, you, hey. you, you are positive. You're positive. You are positive. But <laughs> I'm there a needs, pusher. Yeah, but yeah, but there needs to be a, um, like yeah. constructive, positive, positivism. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm terrible. Sure that, I'm terrible at that. I yeah. am terrible. Yeah. And so then so, it wants you to list. Yeah. Your love language is in order, one through five, most important to least. So I thought right. we could do that. So mine is obviously okay. um, gifts. <laughs> <laughs> gifts, yes. presents. Uh, yes. And then I would say quality time. Okay. And then I would say physical touch. Okay. Um. You got acts of service and words of affirmation next. Words of affirmation, then acts of service. I mean, I'm sloppy, so it's not like funny. You know, I can live sloppy and then we can have quality time cleaning it all up together after a few weeks. Well, yeah, that that's so funny. So I can probably do mine in reverse or I can go <laughs> or I can go. Okay, what's whatever. yours? But probably I'll just start from the top, right? We'll be we'll be typical, but the start from the top That's is important. Definitely words of affirmation, speech. I really believe life is in you know life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. I believe that. So that's words of affirmation. Physical touch will be next because I like I like to love and you know roll around and all that stuff. I, I like it when you sit on my lap. Like, yeah, I, I like know. That. Uh, quality time is probably next. I want to spend time. Like let's do things together. Acts of service would be probably fourth. You know, like I don't, yeah, that's just real low for me. And then receiving gifts is, yeah, that's just very difficult for me. Like even you buying me gifts means, really means nothing to me. It's not not, true. You do like it sometimes. I mean, I like it, but I would rather spend quality time and go buy stuff together. Okay. That doesn't count. (laughs) It's a thought. doesn't count. And so then they had this, they had this tank check game. 
where a couple yeah, times a no, week so funny. you come in and you say, hey, you know, how is your, your love tank? tank? Yeah, which like, is kind of silly, but there's been gonna, a few who's times. Gonna do, who's going to do I that? I mean, th- but think about it. There's been a few times where I have told Chris, I do not feel loved, and he is just totally uh-huh. shocked. He is just like, yes. how everything I do, I do for you. How can you? And so it would hurt him and almost make him angry at me instead of trying to see how. I, you well, know. so that's a great point, like especially for our listeners, if you're listening. So like what Cindy just said is a great couple therapy point. <laughs> so when your wife or woman says, or I mean, it could be vice versa. Yeah. I could agree with that. That, hey, I'm not feeling loved. I'm not feeling loved by you. But yet the guy is like, yo, everything that I'm doing, I do for you. I do for our family. Goes How in God's name can you not feel loved? Because you're not meeting her primary love, love language. language. You're not feeling yeah. her need to feel loved emotionally. Correct. Yeah. That's, yeah. Especially, yeah, man. Especially if you're, uh, what's the word, busy? Like if the man is busy, yeah. he's busy doing this and that and working and taking the kids here and doing that, but yet your wife still feels unloved? Yeah, because she doesn't have like, a gift. What? Yeah, it's like Or what? any type of planned event. Hey, I picked out a movie for us to watch together, and I picked up some microwave popcorn that doesn't have cancer-causing chemicals <laughs> in the bag. Like, that's not even expensive. That just took literally 20 minutes of your time while you're sitting on the toilet out of your 40 minutes that you sit in the okay, bathroom. so... It just took thought. So, can, so Chris can get some applause. Right, everybody clap. I did. Tell them what I did for you. You mean the wine? Yes, honey. Yeah, I just... I ran all the way back across town to Costco just because I knew you wanted it. Yeah, he got me 24 wines. For sampling. Oh, yeah, it's 24 it runs around the world, yeah. so it's different. It's yeah. not just a typical, hey, I'm going to get you some Prosecco. I know. It was super sweet. There you go. See there? Su- yeah, and it was super appreciated. Yeah, it was very sweet. <laughs> it was very sweet to me. Here, see? He's over here. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to say that. I'm not you. So that, so that kind of that kind of concluded Chapter 9. Yes. It was actually yeah, it was good. probably, it after was your love languages, eye-opening, probably one of the best chapters I've read so far. Yes. So I then agree. he gets into chapter ten, which is love is a choice. But I would like to read the first sentence here. I think it's very important. Oh, I, I got a lot of notes on this. Yeah. So chapter ten, the this is how he starts off. How can we speak each other's love language when we are full of hurt, anger, or resentment? We'll call that bitterness over past failures. Yep. How do you do that when you're angry? Me and Chris have always said when we're hurt or we're upset, it's the hardest time to reach out and touch each other. Very you know, difficult. When, when the other one's hurting, it's when you want to be touched. But we're also hurting and, and we're angry. And, you know, it's it's like the first. It would, it, let's be, and not that it's correct. We are not saying that it is oh correct. We're not no. saying the way we still react. Like we are still learning uh, we still learn. about how oh, we can me. have more of a God-centered marriage every yes, single day. Absolutely. Um, but Some days are easier than other ones, but yes. So I love what he just said, but here's something else I took, and I thought this was interesting, because have yeah. you ever been in an argument with your spouse and me, you know, me and Chris have, and Chris will be like, well, I'm sorry that I hurt you, you know? Yes. And it doesn't feel better. Like, I know you're sorry you hurt me. That I mean, yeah, obviously, the, we the, wouldn't be together if you hurt me on purpose and you weren't right. going to be sorry. So that goes, but I love this statement. When you're in a situation like that and you've been hurt and you're trying to rebuild your marriage and you don't feel like there's anything left, right? 
I loved this statement, yeah. and I wrote it down because I feel like it's something we can say to each other. Yeah. I am sorry that I have hurt you. I'd like to make the future different. That's, yeah. Because that means you you see what happened, and you don't want it to happen again. And you, you're helping the other person know that, hey, don't hold on to this. Okay, I see this. I want to make the future different. I don't want to have the same argument again. I don't want to go through this same hurt again. Correct. And that, that gives the other person hope that, okay. you know. So I have a little different take on that. Oh, I, boy. I, I, under, I underline that as well. So, and I can, I agree. So let's just start there. Okay. I do agree. I'm so, scared. But in that, so typically, and I know this, I know this relates across relationships. I know it does. So there would be something that I say or do, right? An action or a word that hurts your feelings. Yes. Right? That's, I think that's typical, ty- typical across marriages. The guy says something, does something, it hurts the woman's feelings. Well, so then the guy is immediate, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, hopefully, man, hopefully you say this at least, you know, I hope so without getting, I'm sorry. you know, prideful or whatever, but. I hey, did not mean to hurt your feelings. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like, and we've even done this in our marriage. Sometimes I'll look at Cindy in irritation because I'm irritated and I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, I'm sorry. Why right? did that hurt your I'm feelings? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not mean to hurt your feelings. And then Cindy, like you said, returns. Okay. Obviously, I know you didn't or weren't trying to hurt my feelings, but you did. Okay, so here's so here's my play on it, which you know I hope I hope this makes sense. But and you know the I'm sorry, I know I've hurt you is legitimate. The I would like to make the future different. Uh, yeah, I yeah. loved it. I, well, I I get it. So for me, I would be more of hey. Please help me understand how that hurts you. Well, that should follow that. Like, so let me I'd like know. to make the future different. So help yeah. me understand help how me understand. how how we can not do this Correct. again. So because I can't, I have a hard time seeing how that hurt your feelings. Not, I don't want to do it again. I'm not disqualifying you because sometimes you would do that in the beginning. Sometimes you'd be like, I don't understand how that hurt your feelings. So your feeling just shouldn't be hurt. Yes, or you get to the. It was a cutoff. It or was you like get your feel. W- yeah, that should not hurt your feelings. Yeah, like how did that hurt your feel? I don't understand. And he wasn't even asking. He was just saying that shouldn't hurt your feelings. You should not be upset. Let's move on. Yep. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's. And let's move on. And that's hard. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. that's harsh. either way. Yeah, that's either way. That's harsh. So and then what you know. Let's be honest. And what would you say? Well, okay, even though it wasn't intentional, but yet you still hurt my feelings. I just need you to understand so I it just, doesn't happen again. Yes. It was always about it not happening again. And you, could, I don't think he understood that at the time. I think he was just like, you just you just want to pick on me. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, come on, Sid. And I think That is typical, be- right? I don't know if it was typical How many or guys? if it's because you didn't get your words of affirmation. So you just thought Maybe. it was another way for me to pick on you. But is it? I mean, do you not believe? I think that is a, I think that is a common phrase. I, I don't know if it Girl, is. Girl, you're picking on me, or like you're why, nagging. You're nag. Well, see, I don't like. Nag- I don't like the word. Don't I, like never, nagging, I don't like nagging, but I don't. I don't, like, I don't think that when you're someone, nagging me, you're picking think, on me. Like, why are you picking on me? I don't think that's common. See, I do. I think I, that's I don't, very common. I, I don't think that when a female's feelings are hurt, that they're picking on the person that hurt their feelings. Well. Not no 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 not in that situation but as that's the situation we're talking about as, well but as the situation progresses that's why I said I don't think it's typical I think it has to do with you and yeah. our relationship and me 
like not giving yeah, you may, not being secure because I wasn't be words like, of affirmation. That may be more like in an argumentative setting, like when it's like you pick. I do think that's relevant for men. Be like, girl, I think you're it's just picking just on me. Like you're just I, picking I on me. I think it's just you. Just no, uh, but, I don't but think when so. I yeah, I because I've so. never heard that from anyone else that I've like. Oh, I have. You've had guys say they're just picking on me when their feelings are hurt. Yeah, I've, I've because to me that okay, just I've talked sounds to hundreds and hundreds of men, and there are times where they're like, you sometimes dude just feels like they're just picking. Maybe they don't say you are picking on me. I don't know. Like I get that, but there are. Come on. I mean, I I just yeah, that's cannot, irrelevant. I cannot irrelevant. comprehend a child coming to their parent and saying, you know, you you hurt my feel any yeah you hurt my feelings, and then I look at the child and say, oh, you're just picking. You're just picking. Well, okay. Well, let me clarify. I said, you know, maybe not in the hurt your feelings setting, but in an argumentative setting, yes. But that's not what girl. You're just picking. So I get that. So maybe I, maybe I, you know. And I'm not blaming. I'm just jump saying ship, it's jump ship on the hurt feelings <laughs> you, you there. You but did. You jump ship. Okay, but I think well, it's because I didn't necessarily make you feel secure enough through words of affirmation. So it was just another way for you to take it personal. Yeah, I think. I mean, these are yeah. just like guys. These are just things we're obviously. Yeah, I think we're, we're all going through. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and you know, sometimes people uh, see. I, it's just my heart telling me. Sometimes people would be like, "Well, it's not personal." It's always personal. It's always personal. It's always personal. So, and I, I will say this, and guys, I think I think this does. I think this will help. It helps me. I think it helps our marriage. You know, like Cindy says, you know, what what you know, but I would like to make the future different. I think you could also say, hey, help me understand why that hurts your feelings. Because I would like to make the future different. different. It's it's that yeah. statement, and I need you to hear this. It's that statement yeah. that I want to make the future different that gives me security enough to tell you to open up to be vulnerable. Okay. So that. Without, it, without the help me understand. Yeah, yeah you know, you can That's say that. That's not enough? That's not no, enough. No, you can say it, that is not enough. Okay. Because it's all borderline, you're crazy. You shouldn't even be upset. So just kind of help me understand. It, it there's no okay. caring on the part that one is hurt. So it doesn't make you want to be vulnerable. But when you look at someone, and you say, See, "I, I want to make I our future different." So I just need you to help me understand because I don't want to do this. I, I'm not just discrediting you. I just don't understand. Okay. I want it to be different. Then so make the future different is a key. Is it that's is that's what phrase. I'm trying to tell yeah. you. It is okay. a key phrase for the opposite person to be vulnerable enough. Okay. Because it's going forward here. It says, you know, yep. like love is a choice. So they have a, he has sure. this couple. Okay. This is really good, guys. Pay attention to this. Did, did we this, have, we have lived this. We have lived this with friends of ours. Did you notice that is a double continent again? No. You did not notice that. Brent and Becky. <laughs> Brent and Becky. <laughs> so Brent and Becky. So Becky is in his yes. office bawling because Brent wants to leave her. I don't know how long they've been married. Yeah, guys, pay attention right here. This is a this very. This is so yeah, good. Yeah, it's very. This is hard word. Hard. This is a hard truth. Hard here. word. Hard so. Truth. Becky is crying, you know, I thought we were trying to make it work, and it's not working. He just leaves, and so, you know, Dr. Chapman's like, well. Yeah, Becky's with Dr. Chapman alone. Yes, ca- yes. Counseling. counseling. He's like, can I talk to him? I just want to talk to him and see yeah. where he's at, and it would help me with you. So he reaches out, and Brent, right, is like, like, sure, if it's going to help you with her, then yep. yes. Yep. So they get together privately. And literally, Brent says what I have heard from so uh, many people. Brent is cold. 
cat he, is cold. He cares about her, but he says, I just don't love her anymore. anymore. Yep. And I just haven't loved her for, for a, a long, long time. time. Yep. 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 Yes. And so what was great. There's a reason. And, and here's, Ooh, there's a reason and here's, for that. This is so funny. It says, I don't love her anymore mindset. Gives, he said gives men, but then he did come back and he did include women. So I appreciated that because I, did too. I wrote men, question mark. Yep. But he came back and he gives, I don't love her anymore mindset gives you know, men and women, the emotional freedom to seek love with someone, someone else. Mm, so good. Yeah, that's a, yeah, and see, I, oh my gosh, that's so good. Because like, you know, she's in, and she, well, here's my thing. Like, she literally thinks everything's fine. Right? Is that, am I missing something there? Well, like it I even d- says well, here, she had received expressions of love to make her think everything was okay. However, homeboy Brent was already empty. Done. He was already done. Yeah, now, there's and, a reason. There's a reason for that. A little later that he gives. Well, he was already done, so he had found someone else to fill that. Well, so that's where I was alluding to. So when Brent is talking to Doctor Chapman alone, counseling, Doctor Chapman starts using this in love. Choice. Choice, instinct, whatever, you know, whatever he calls that. And Dr. Chapman says, listen, he's talking to Brent, and he actually says, listen, I don't know what stage, but guaranteed I'm thinking. Now, he's thinking this. He didn't say this to Brent, but he's actually thinking that Brent's already found somebody. Of course, because that I don't love her anymore mindset gives you emotional freedom to seek what you're missing someplace else. Yes. And, I mean, we've seen that. We've seen that with... And I think that's like I've, you know, we. You got to guard, guard all that. the time. When guard. you start to feel that, we got to seek help out. And yeah. I mean, I've seen that happen with, you know, honestly, with my parents. Yeah. So I have been a little probably more watchful in our marriage over things like that. But what I find here is so interesting because you have that in love feeling that we talked about from yep. the beginning. And then we have that emotional need to feel love, and it's not the same. And so that in love feeling that you get, and we all remember this. We I all. had Come it when on, I was man. dating Chris. Yep. You have it when you first start, you know, liking you, someone, you being drawn conquer, to you someone. Can conquer all things. It's literally temporary. Yeah. It's like you have this feeling that someone cares about you. You're being seen. Someone admires you. Someone yes. appreciates you. And sometimes in a marriage, when you're like Chris calls it ships in the night, when you're just passing each other, your roommates or whatever, yep. you lose that. You lose he doesn't that. care about me. He doesn't admire me. He doesn't appreciate. He anything I do he doesn't see me or I don't see him whatever it is doesn't see him we are not number one and someone is and when you find this other person because it's that in love that temporary in love then you somehow that electrical current forgets everything and it makes you feel like you're gonna you found someone that's gonna devote their energy and their time just to you and your tank is full briefly right you have that courage to conquer the world you you can do that but that doesn't last, and then you get back to the real world. Then it talks about second marriages yeah. and so forth. And Gives you percentages reli- on yeah, percentages. And all that. Yeah, it doesn't work. And it says few people leave their marriage until they have prospects of meeting that need somewhere, somewhere else. else. Well, especially men. Like, I, would, I would even think women. Women, too? You think so? Yes, yeah. I do. And, I, and well, it's that yeah, whole, I, I yeah. deserve happiness. Yes. I'd say I got that highlighted when, as well. When really you... 
failed your first marriage by, by, I I mean, and I'm saying this even with Chris and I, like I had, before we got on here to record, I had, I looked at him and said, you know, it's remarkable that we have stayed married without feeding into our, each other's primary love language, which we have to, uh, you know, push that into faith and being able to sacrifice our, you know, our beliefs and and our pride in other areas. There has to be a foundation there. Not realizing how we could have made it better. Not, you know, and, and, and I mean, I regret that. I mean, I well, am a terrible words of affirmation person. Well, guys. That's, that's where our, that is where our entire mission of this podcast comes from is to be better There's at marriage. There's no reason after 27 years, we be still can't be better. Yeah. To get better, to yes. grow, to get better, to grow. It's a choice. I think so. And then we'll, we'll end here. Okay. Oh, but last one. I got to yeah, say this. But we it got says almost never. Do two people fall in love uh, on the same day, and almost never do they fall out of love on the same day. On the same day, and that's what was happening in Doctor Chapman's. She she wasn't there, and he was, and that's what you see a lot of times, even in divorces or breakups. Right, one person is still in love. Yeah. It, it's never like you're right, peace. Yeah, both of us. Good life. I mean, it's rare. It is rare. It, I mean, it's always well, one is and, hurt. And what happens, and guys, I think, I mean, our. The goal here in this five love languages is for you guys to find your primary love language. Like, that's the goal. You want to do that because when you do that, your marriage will get, be, whatever you want to call that. Better. better. It will be better. So yeah, That's just what you want. And Dr. Chapman does have an answer. It, like, well, he does well, have well, an answer back, here for. Yeah, for him. I want to talk about this for a minute because this was a hard topic for Chris and I both. Yeah. Um. So, he realized as this Brent Brent, Brent Brent was Brent. was talking that he was too far gone. He yep. was in it to he win it with this new love, girl. Yep. Yeah. He was, yeah. And so he even though he gave him the statistics and talked about his children didn't and matter. what all would happen, yep. it didn't matter. matter. Yep. So then he, you know, obviously Brent goes on, well, it they were a little further in and this girl he was with was starting to notice Things that where Brent wasn't living up to expectations and all the things. And so she starts to pull away and she pulls away. So crushes him, crushes him. He shows back up for counseling over this relationship. And, and he's like, look, you know, you're not. So he starts explaining to him again, the in love versus the emotional choice of love and says, Hey, why don't you try to redeem your marriage? marriage. And, um, it's hard. It's hard. And so I just thought it was fantastic because they did. And, you know, after counseling and all this, they got a, they have an amazing marriage now. And yeah. and I told Chris, I'm like, you know, if we genuinely say we love you, we are one, then I don't want you to be trapped. I, I want... In that suffering. In that suffering. In that I suffering, want... In that... In that, you know, I want to bring you back in. I want to heal our marriage. I want to, to, because it's not just you, it's your children. Yeah. And it's that legacy. And, well, and it's so a hard forth. word because it is a hard, it's, it's a hard, hard word because that's, that's infidelity. Yeah. And like to welcome, to welcome that back like, into something pure. You can only do that through, through Christ. Christ. You can yeah. only do that through Christ. But what I'm saying is, is that the flesh is too weak. I learned that because, you know, infidelity is a hot topic in most marriages, oh, yeah. right? I learned that through reading this and then, you know, some other things that uh, Chris and I had been studying, that if I genuinely loved him like I should, then I should be, you know, I should be willing to work through that. 
Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, that's and, a hard, that's a well, hard, the thing is, it's, it's not giving him accept. It's not giving him saying, Oh, free reign, go screw up our marriage, bring right. in all this yeah. hurt and pain. And I'll that love we're you when you get home and that we're going to, yeah, like that, yeah. that's, that's, I don't think we want to invite any of that in there, no. but if we are prioritizing this covenant and that we are one and these things, and I have to realize the only reason I'd be like, well, if you did that, we're out, we're done. That's loving myself. That is protecting myself over our marriage and i'm not giving him a um a free pass and believe it for me and my history this is the hard this is a hard thing for me to even say but i I did realize where there are areas in my marriage now where i'm not being vulnerable that i am not willing to be hurt that i put myself before him just in um areas that that that, that i'm not willing to to let go of. So, yeah, um, and, and, and all it does is, is hurt our marriage. So it, it was just, that's it was hard. a really good chapter. It was really good for me. This, yeah, this that's on chapter 10 and guys, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. We don't, we don't want to take too much of your time. I hope, you know, that you take something out of this, but I will end it here. Then we'll go, we'll get into our questions. So I hope you guys do those with us. But it, at the end of this chapter 10, he actually asked the reason why, right? Why do we do this? Why the book? Why Discover your primary love language. Why? Well, he, he answers the question. He's like, look, because we believe there's something worthwhile. Right? That's what he says. He's like, we believe that there is something worthwhile. So believe that your marriage is worth it. Yeah, and he refre- he references that to, well, what if it doesn't come natural? Like like my love languages, they don't come, like the, his primary love, like words of affirmation do not come natural for me. And it says when it doesn't come natural to you, it's a greater um, yes, love it's a expression. Greater, yes, it's I've a greater that. expression of love. And we do things each day that don't feel natural, like getting out of bed at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. That is not natural. But we do it because Chris said, yeah. say that again. It becomes natural. It's worthwhile. It's because we believe it's that it's worthwhile to worth do it. that. So your, your marriage is no different. So, guys, I will tell you, we'll end it right here. Then Cindy will get in our questions. But... Let your actions precede your emotion. Yep, I had that. It will solidify and strengthen your marriage. All right. So love's a choice, guys. So these these three questions are deep. Make it worthwhile. They're just deep. We're not deeper, and we're not ice-breaking. We're just deepening. (laughs) We're just staying on the D. Yes. So what What did you you used to do with all your free time before we started dating? Oh my gosh, that's good. Uh, that's actually relatively easy for me. Let's watch sports. We watch sports all the time. Either watch or play. One of the two. Watch we or just play. we just shopped. I d- well, not a we. I didn't have any shopping buddies. <laughs> I just shopped <laughs> and then went out and yeah. took to wear something that I shopped for. <laughs> you, was got, really, you got that yeah. new outfit, girl. You got. I gotta it. wear it. You gotta roll it out. Yeah. Okay, so what's yeah. a movie you hate but everybody else loves? Oh wow! And why do you hate it? Uh, oh my gosh, I I dislike a lot of movies. Uh, I don't know, girl. That's a good question. I'd have, I'd have to ponder on that for a little while. The a movie that well, what? Okay, I can tell I you. Hates a strong word. For I'm me. not a super big love story kind of thing, and so like. What was that Kevin Costner movie? It was Robin Hood. Everything I do, I do for you. The Brian Adams song, you know. No, is that Bodyguard? 
Now that oh. was Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. Okay. This is everything yeah. I do. I do yeah. it for you from Brian Adams, and this was Kevin Costner playing Robin Hood. Oh wow! Okay, oh, the old school Robin Hood. Oh, I you, just you, you roll away back. Yeah, I just never like. I didn't like the song, and so I was just like, I don't want to watch the movie. And everybody's like, it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Uh, I can give you. I'll give you a genre. A genre, genre is I do not like horror movies. Period. Uh, and it that's seems true. it just seems that culture loves it and just dives into this horror demonic, demonic. Like I just. You know, a good, maybe a good, what, what would you call it? Thriller? Yeah, whatever. like a psych, I, a psych, like, psych, like a, I don't know. Psychological, psychological thriller. thriller. Yeah. I, I'm good with that. Yeah. But as far as like, just Demons. random murders and countless killings and I don't, why, why, why? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Why do you got to possess a nun and then go around and, and, and killing and people in kill a church? And, yeah. Like, like what? Come on. Yeah, come like on, that, dude. you just like, that doesn't, like, yeah. That's I don't like that, and people send people tend to love it. Okay, so I don't like last that. one. Okay, what hobby would you pick up if time and money weren't an issue, and probably mostly time? Oh, that's easy for me. I know. Yeah, say it. Guitar. Oh, I thought, please, you could do that. I 100%. promise. I thought you'd say golf. No, I'm not. I, that, I'm not that good anymore. Yeah, if time and money. I was. No I was good. Not out there. Well, here's my thing. I never liked him playing golf because. I don't enjoy like golf, and he'd four be to five gone, hours. Yeah, he'd yeah. Be gone all day. So you know what? I will. I will. I will say this. I do love playing golf, but I would love playing golf with you, or if we went mm-hmm. with another couple, that'd be fine too. As long as there were four of us, four couples, you know, get you guys out on the tee box. I mean, you don't even have to hit the ball that often, right? Just look yeah. cute. Just look cute. Have some drinks, smoke some cigars. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> So a hobby I would love if time and money were not an option. I would love to travel around to these little, what are they called? Okay, we need to turn that down because I'm not ready. no. Come on. You got to talk quick, girl. Come on. What is it? What's your hobby? What is it that's by our, you're going to get, like, we can't play that music (laughs) in the background. Like, it's too much time. We're going to turn Shania back down. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Turn it down. What is it that's by our gym? Um, flea markets. Okay. I would I would drive around to flea markets and uh, thrift stores with you okay. and all these little weird things all over the country. And I would just look for unique vintage pieces. And I would tr- I would love to have a store. <laughs> oh, that's new to me. That's huh. kind of okay. I would well, love I like that. that. So now. Repurpose, reuse. Now, Shania. There she is. All right, guys. Thank you. Look for our store coming soon. (laughs) The effed up life (laughs) for your fixer-upper pieces. Right? Guys, thanks for joining us. Check us out. F-T-U-P-Life.com. Give us feedback. We love you.